0: We had a little bit of a technical issue on my part. My computer just did like an automatic shutdown. So from not being a really tech savvy guy, I have no idea. So hopefully the whole recording from the beginning will appear when we're finished this recording. I really hope it will. We were finishing up talking about the Flyers and then we talked about Georgia football, the national championship. So hopefully it'll all be there for you.
1: Um, I thought you got angry with me because I, no, 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 I dis- disagreed with your playoff uh, you know, Crimea River perspective on you know best teams should get preferential treatment.
0: I just think sort of the NHL is tiresome in that respect and that's why I like
1: you know, playoffs are as good as any playoffs. They are They are Yes. you got to watch. The intensity is unbelievable. Last
0: year was cool because I was in Vegas and the I don't know what you call the Las Vegas fan base, ice hockey because they have their golden nights but it just doesn't work in the desert ice hockey i think it's still a you know it's a it's a cold weather sport so it's i that's part of the reason why i don't think it worked in atlanta necessarily
1: ice hockey um but i might be wrong it's working pretty well in florida man oh yeah 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 i did three times Florida Panthers, they're they're all doing pretty well. We're doing pretty Carolina well. Hurricanes, I don't know if that's warm weather, North Carolina. Or it's not.
0: pretty warm. It's pretty warm. I mean, I guess I was thinking more along the line of lines of the uh, Arizona Coyotes, who used to be the they they are a, a direct
1: direct fire.
0: Yeah, that's and I and I don't even know if they're going to be able to pay their rent. So um, we will we will maybe, have to see maybe
1: they'll move to uh quebec or something you know maybe yeah. we'll the old teams back
0: maybe hartford
1: maybe the hartford oh, whalers back and we love to get the hartford whalers back
0: back and uh maybe back with the atlanta flames that used to be an old team for the those flames, of you yeah. and uh, that's actually you know oh, let's not keep our stuff secured um that's totally <laughs> something else but um so that's ice hockey um you know, we've got a lot still to talk about. The Eagles had a big, big win. Um, I don't know if you can call beating the Jets a big win, but of course we we have a debate now here in the Philadelphia area because Gardner uh, Minshew actually played quite well against a very bad, uh, probably second worst football team in the league in the Jets. Um, but many people do think he should be the starter when they come back from the bye week.
1: Did I not tell you this one week ago? I, I I will admit that I couldn't have been more wrong about the Georgia prediction, but I nailed this. Yeah. I said Rocco from Pensacola is going to be like hey, uh, yo yo. yo Adrian. The, hey, go, We we got our guy in Ghana. <laughs> I can't even. I don't even know what it, R- Rocco's accent is, but but he Rocco did, he, he did have
0: the he did they, have they the leather being, jacket. He did have the leather jacket. The gardener with the
1: with the shades and everything I love the whole Garner vibe and that's why I think he's a perfect backup quarterback he's just a bizarre dude Garner Minshew is a backup quarterback in this league we still don't know what Jalen Hurts is he may be a backup he may be better than a backup but you have to like because Garner Minshew and I don't even know carving up is the right word because he looked good against the Pathetic Jets, which I'm pretty sure that we could get eleven of our friends and get seven on the Jets. i he's yeah, not maybe. the starting quarterback. He, yeah. he can't just all of a sudden just be like, oh, he played great in this in this game. Like, let's see what hurts can do. The Eagles have two games left. What one against the Giants, two against the Skins, one against the cow cowgirls. So they have four games left. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, two yeah. against
0: red. Redskins. Right right? Can't call them the, right. the WFT.
1: I did that twice yeah you're right Uh, that's okay
0: I know what you meant
1: four games left yeah they got they got uh, two against
0: Washington one against the Giants and one against Dallas the season finale against Dallas
1: right okay so that's where I am I I I knew this was going to happen Jalen Hurts I think you got to ride or die with him listen again talk about expectations I talked about this in the Georgia segment I'm going to talk about it with the Eagles at the beginning of the year when you and I talked do you remember how many wins we predicted for the Eagles
0: uh, about six maybe seven
1: maybe right. seven and where where are they right now what's their record sir six and seven so they're almost a 500 team right so if the eagles are competing for a playoff spot does how how in the blue hell could you sit there and say hey garner Minshew needs to be our new quarterback you got to see what you can do with this with jalen hurts he got us this far and this team whether we love him or hate them, have gotten a us this far, and nobody expected we would be in this playoff conversation right now. And here we are. And guess what? The next four games, we don't have to travel for any of them in terms of getting on a plane. You know, everything is local. we are at home, close by, right? Three so, at home. So yeah. right. So it's like this is this we we and we control our own destiny with all these divisional games.
0: It's an interesting thing, though. Let's say Hertz doesn't do well. There are going to be people that are going to say Gardner should be going in as a starting quarterback over the summer. I just know there are gonna be people and it's not gonna warrant it, but it, but you know, there's not a lot of great quarterbacks in this NFL draft coming up. And unless they're gonna go out there and trade for Deshaun Watson, which I just think is frightening. And there were a 33 year old Russell Wilson, which I think would be a mistake too. There's not that much out there. So you might actually have a quarterback competition over the summer between Gardner Minshew and, and Jalen Hurts. I know that we, ha- need to get through the season, but that'll be a pretty depressing quarterback uh, competition. But
1: So, right. But here's what I will tell you about that. Two things. One, the first one is if Garner or if uh, Jalen Hurts plays bad the rest of the year, then you have your answer, right? You know, like this year, the way that you have to look at it through this lens is we, let's try to figure out if Jalen Hurts is the guy Let's try to figure out if Nick Sirianni can coach his way out of a paper bag. Mm-hmm. Let's try to figure out if if there is anything salvageable on this defense and on this team, right? And I think I, I think our offense looks pretty solid. We, we we should be a run first team. I think Sirianni has proven to be probably a better coach. I'd say unless they lose the next four games and get blown out, I think Sirianni has proven to be a better coach than than I thought he would be right. season one. And, and we can reevaluate this. I reserve the right to, to reevaluate this and, and change our minds at the end. So that's going on. You have to think if we go out and, I mean, I think Jalen Rager has proven he can't play in this league. Is that, right. is that fair or is it too? No, I
0: think it's fair. And, and, and I don't understand why you wouldn't just cut ties with him at the end of the season. I know you said he's under contract, but I mean, why why would you keep him around? I mean, just taking up a roster spot.
1: Because Howie doesn't want to admit that they screwed up. That's Why is J.J. Arcega-Whiteside still around? You well, know? Some because some brilliant
0: me... guy on the radio said a couple of days ago they should transform him
1: into a tight end. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that I heard. Right, but, you know, so where I am with all of this is let's see how the season plays out. I mean, you, we can't lose sight of the focus – or we can't lose focus of what the goals were for the season. And I think if Hertz stinks up the joint, then at the end of the season, we know he's not our guy. And furthermore, we're going to have three number one picks. um, And, you know, whether it's a look, listen, like, I know that you're saying, Hey, quarterbacks and I feel the same way, but not a great quarterback crop. Right. But when Carson Wentz was drafted, and maybe this isn't a good example because he's no longer with us. But right. he's, he's doing pretty well with the Colts. Um, and I think you would you could argue, I don't know. I mean, would you, here's a good question. Would you rather have Carson Wentz or Jalen Hurts?
0: Probably like Carson Wentz at this point.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I tend to agree. But when Carson Wentz was drafted and all the hype was around him, right like we hadn't heard about carson wentz it's, it's after the season right it's after the season you go to these like quarterback camps and all this hype begins and you go to their pro days and they may play in certain bowl games senior bowls anything like that um the combine and they throw and they throw for teams and then teams fall in love with these quarterbacks and they fall from the sky and they're the next greatest thing to sliced bread that's typically what happens you know, very rare. I mean, like, look at the beginning of the year. Do you remember who we were all hyped on? Spencer Rattler. He's he's not he's not even starting anymore. Right, and uh, it's interesting. I heard a
0: point on the radio yesterday that you know the Giants, the Jets, and the Eagles sort of determine the course of the first round of the NFL draft this year because they both all three teams have multiple picks in the first round. So uh, yeah, and and not a very large distance between these these teams uh, geographically. So it should be interesting to see what happens in the draft. I don't really think the Eagles are gonna draft the guy out of pit. I know his stock seems to be rising, mm-hmm. um, but we will have to see. Um, Mr.
1: Little Hands. Middle, Mr. What,
0: little Hands, is that that's not a good sign If that he's got little hands,
1: right? So right. Well, he's got little mittens. Little uh, mittens. So um, I, I do have a question for you though, uh, yeah. going back to what we were talking about with the birds. Um, would you, I, I think it's a, it's apparent their defense needs to get younger and needs to get younger soon. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'll say and one other thing I think we discovered is that it does look like the draft, the last two draft class have been pretty good. It looks like the, um, I'm totally blanking on his first name, Taylor, the linebacker um, from Colorado, from Colorado. That kid looks like he's a player. Right. And, and we were
0: really skeptical, skeptical on that and then the guy from and the guy from Alabama the lineman Landon
1: Dickerson. We were coming skeptical. off the
0: injury problems. I remember right. we were talking about that over the 100%. summer. 100%. Yeah.
1: And I think Jordan Milata has solidified his place if you go back and listen at the beginning of the year I said he is going to be a Pro Bowl tackle this year. He is playing like a Pro Bowl tackle. So I think he's answered a lot of those questions. I think Kelsey's gotten banged up. So we need to do some things but we do have some answers. I think Devontae Smith has looked like he's the real deal. I think Dallas Goddard has proven he can be a number one tight end. I think Jordan- Well, he comp- had a great
0: game. He had a great game. He finally had someone to throw the ball to him.
1: Right, and, right. And, well, and that's, I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I, I I get that. I get that. And, that. and I think the combination of Jordan Howard and uh, Miles Sanders, because Miles Sanders is often inzer- injured, I think it works. And then you sprinkle in whether it's Boston Scott, whether it's um Kenneth see, Gainwell. Kenneth Gainwell, thank you. Whoever it is, you know, I think that they the birds have something there with their with their running game. So my question to you is after all of this blathering diatribe I just gave you, is if the Eagles with one of those three picks, do you and do you think Howie spends one of those picks on a wide receiver? Because it's very clear we don't have yeah. one in.
0: I would go veteran. I would try and sign a veteran receiver. I just don't know who's out there. I mean, and I don't really know what he's capable of bringing in. But remember, he brought in uh, was it uh, for that Super Bowl year, and uh, you know, Alshon, Alshon Jeffries, and Alshon. I mean, Alshon. You know, we we put him down, but the guy produced the Super Bowl yeah. year, and then he dropped the ball against New Orleans, which could have gotten us, you know, in that game. So I mean. Yeah. He, he was limited towards the end. But I mean, I don't know if there's a rookie wide receiver that I would go for. And I mean, you've already picked our Sega Whiteside. You've already put Jalen um, Rager. Rager. So I don't know if I would go down that line. I tower,
1: the names go on. Right. Right. So, yeah, I think they need to go all defense in the draft.
0: In right. The first if round.
1: You, if we let, just hear me out, if we do that, if we go all defense in the first round, and then we come back. This is just, I want people to keep the, an open mind about this. We come back, right. We go all defense in the first round. We are also going to have a crap ton of cap space next year, right? Sure. Uh, Carson's contracts off the books. A few other guys are off the books next year. We're going to have a lot of money to spend. Um, at that point, you fortify maybe like to your point, maybe you sign an Allen Robinson or someone who doesn't get injured like Allen Robinson does, but someone who can play like him on that doesn't. line. Yeah. Right. Right. Along those lines. Um, I could see them getting like a Devonte Parker, but he also gets injured a lot, but, uh, but, you know, you do that and you fortify the defense a bit, you know, again, it to me, I think I will say this. I don't know that Jalen Rager is a hundred percent, not the answer. I don't, I I, I, I sort
0: of know that he's not the answer. Yeah.
1: I don't think he is. I don't think he is, but I don't also don't see him as the biggest problem. Like if you could fix one thing to me, I would go right to the defense and just go to work. And I look at that receiver position.
0: And then you might also have to reevaluate your defensive coordinator what what type of schemes is he going to be running in the future what is he going to significantly change his status going forward maybe blitzing some more and and going down that road in the future yep not being so passive on defense but i mean that's something you know with with better personnel you can also be more aggressive
1: right Yeah. I mean, man, I could talk. Yeah, exactly. And I could talk football all day. I love it. I love talk. I I don't get tired of it. And uh, so we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be an interesting offseason. We say that every offseason for the Eagles. But the good news is, is look, they still have four games. They're in in a decent spot. I don't I don't know that the uh, I don't think that the Cowboys are. are
0: It's going to it's going to a lot. It's going to depend another collapse though it's another Cowboys collapse again you think so you're seeing uh, it well I mean I think they've already collapsed maybe they haven't collapsed to a, you know eight and seven or whatever record but they they have come down in stature a lot I mean there may be going to be the fourth seed in the playoffs versus a one seed which means they're going to have to go on the road they're going to have to play an extra game I mean, yeah. so that's a big difference. Imagine them going to Green Bay. Although teams have won in Green Bay, um, but that's going to be a difficult place to
1: play. Can I drop a quarterback name on you that I have not heard anybody mention? Uh, is it a current NFL quarterback? Yes. Okay. For a potential Eagle, because I think Der- this. Yeah. Derek Carr. Yes. Okay. Have people I, mentioned
0: him? A little bit, a little bit. I right? love
1: Derek Carr. Yeah. love him. Love
0: him. I mean, isn't he sort of like a Jeff George passer in the sense that he puts up gaudy numbers? And I mean, is he really a winner? I mean, that's the that's the question I would have. Is he is he is he a name or is he, because he's never really won any. Anyway.
1: Right, but he's been on the Raiders the whole time. Yeah, but
0: couldn't you use that argument for like a Kirk Cousins? Did I say
1: David Carr, Derek
0: Carr. Derek Carr. No, you said Derek Carr. I mean, sort of. So. The same example is like a Kirk Cousins getting paid $20, $28 million to be the quarterback of the Vikings. You could have made the argument, well, he was on the Redskins before. Now you put him on the Vikings. It hasn't done anything on the
1: Vikings either. He hasn't been a
0: bad quarterback, but he's not right. a winning quarterback.
1: That if would the, be my thing. I understand that if the Vikings had a better than average defense, I think he would be a lot more successful, but who knows? Maybe you're right. But if, if, if you're telling me that, you know, if you're telling me Jalen is not the guy and you don't want a 33 year old. Uh, what's his name? Russell uh, Wilson. Gosh, my brain is Russell dying. Wilson. Russell Wilson. Thank you. Yeah. And you don't. Um, and we certainly I do not want Deshaun Jackson. hundred percent. Deshaun
0: you. Watson. But
1: yeah, Jeez, what's wrong with me? Should I just let's just stop the show now. Uh, yeah, Deshaun yeah. Watson no, you're OK. I, I, and and yeah. Aaron Rodgers, 39 years old. Right. You don't want yeah. him. And this quarterback class looks like it's going to be a weak class. Then would you like Derek Carr over any of those options? Uh,
0: it it depends on what the Raiders want for him. I mean, what well, I do think they want? He
1: can be a free agent, I think.
0: Oh, he is a free agent. Uh, That's my
1: point. Is I think I think he can be had. Yeah. You know. Uh,
0: I wouldn't mind him. I wouldn't mind him. I mean, he's always been someone I've been watching. I remember him playing against the Eagles in 2017 in the Super Bowl year. He he had that oh god that was an awful game that was a Christmas Day game I remember that yep. he played the Eagles yep. and I think that was the last time they played the Eagles before the season obviously he was much better this year right uh, against yeah. the Eagles defense but
1: maybe maybe but I, I I mean that dude he checks the box on arm strength he's a big quarterback he uh he he's he's usually like pretty healthy I know he usually misses a game maybe a game or two but like. I, I, to me i i would that's a guy i'd love to see in this offense um i don't know that the Raiders look the Raiders haven't been good and i but i don't think it's been on him so anyway' we'll just, that, that, just keep that option in the back of your mind yeah
0: yeah um baseball strike is continuing or shut i guess it's a uh, player what it, it's called a
1: league stoppage i believe league
0: stoppage i guess they we don't use the term strike anymore but i think it basically is when you have a when you but i, I guess in this case actually a strike is when the players decide to strike the uh, owners have kept the league shut down in this case mm-hmm. uh, when they're negotiating so you know it really means that all those top 25 free agents that haven't signed or sort of they can't do anything right now and uh the Phillies need to get that uh, that outfield solidified in left and center field. So um, they're still trying to figure out what they're going to do. I was reading the uh, online a couple of days ago, a couple names that they were looking at. Um, and I, I, one thing that'd be interesting at the end of this lockout is if they decide to have the DH, because it would open up so much for some of these teams, like you would have the ability to DH Bryce Harper from time to time or or, uh, you know, so it well, opens Reece a lot of Reece things.
1: Be, I mean, Reese would be a good DH because he's, he's a uh, killer in the field a lot.
0: Yeah. So there's an example where you can get, and you can, you can have your guy still play that day, but not have to go in the field and you can give him a rest. And, and that's sort of one of the advantages with the American league 10 years ago, I would have said, no, we definitely shouldn't do this. It's I'm a purist, but you know what? That that's nonsense. You you got to get over it True purity. Well, yeah, purity. You know, it's overrated. That, it's a what? It's overrated. It's overrated. You know, sometimes corruption is a good thing. <laughs>
1: Look, once the lights in Wrigley, man, it was like go time. It's like they're come on, get over yourself basically. Part
0: of me, part of me always loved Jose Canseco too. I knew he was obnoxious and whatever, but uh, you know, he he admitted to cheating and he sort of said, I did it. You know, it's right. better than like Palmero and McGuire. And he was definitely not a purist. So sometimes I like right. Sometimes I like them. So that's um baseball. Once this ends, you know, I know that um, you know, Dembraski sort of has his ideas on what he needs to do. And once this shuts, shutdown opens up, um, the question is how close does it get to spring training? And then, you know, you got to get together there with your team and, you know, so we'll see what happens. This will be a regular season this year and uh, with regular spring training games, um, it should be interesting this year.
1: Well, we hope it will be. We we've known baseball has had prolonged labor stoppages right. before, right? So we hope it will be. 81 and
0: 94 and then there I think there was a later one right there
1: was a later one in 2000 for sure but there 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 remains so many questions with the Phillies and I understand why they didn't make any big signings before because to your point is the DH going to become a regular uh, regular position for the NL now is the collective bargaining agreement is the cap going to move up in the luxury threshold because if it yeah. does then it's a whole different ball game for the Phillies in terms of who they could be looking at but if you it's so funny because John Middleton has said over and over that he's not worried about the luxury threshold and surpassing that right if you look at the moves he yeah. is super he right. does not want to cross that threshold right right so right. if it goes up I have. I don't think he will not spend. I think he will spend up until that cap. So, I, I it's going to be interesting to see how this whole thing plays out and what ramifications that has for the Phillies and for other teams who spend big, bigly. As your former president. Well,
0: yeah, and the Mets. You know, they
1: went out and signed
0: how, Max Scherzer. Is what thirty six years old?
1: No, he's thirty eight years old.
0: Thirty. So they're giving this guy
1: an absurd
0: amount of money you never one thing i I learned about baseball is you never pay someone a pitcher over a certain age you just don't do it and about that yeah so i think the last two years of that contract the mets are going to see what a waste of money they just spent as he starts to have arm problems yeah
1: um and speaking of paying absurd amounts of money this is a perfect segue into the philadelphia 76ers because yeah did you, sir, hear the news about Damon Lillard that he wants to be paid $50 million a year for when he turns 35 and 36? Well, that's he's like signed, a- he's signing up for that?
0: No, and that's what James Harden's gonna get on the free market next year. And that's a- How old
1: is James Harden gonna be, 33? He's,
0: he's gonna be, I think he's what, 33 now, right? Is he? Yeah, I mean, do you do you pay $50 million to a 34-year-old player who's – I mean, it seems like James Harden's already started – his game has started to deteriorate, so.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, I don't do that. I don't do that. And I certainly, you know, don't – again, I, I stand firm. I'm not dealing maxi. I don't want to deal – Even though his
0: him. game has regressed and some beat has come back, I mean, I see it. His game has regressed.
1: I still um, – I'm not dealing him. He's 21 years old.
0: Instead of going into the whole Simmons uh, dilemma, I would like to sort of preview tonight's game against the Jazz and and Saturday's game primetime on ABC. It's actually the first Saturday night game to be televised on ABC this season. So Curry brothers
1: do battle yet again.
0: Yeah. So what do you look for in this game tonight? Because I believe that in the previous jazz matchup, neither Tobias played nor Embiid played in that game. Embiid definitely. I I don't think Tobias either. And obviously the Sixers lost. I'm wondering what type of effort are we going to see tonight?
1: And it's the the back end of a back to back too. But the
0: Jazz also played last night. They played Minnesota and won by and I think they, it
1: was twenty something yeah. points last night. Right, and at least Philly comes home, whereas the Jazz is still on the road. traveling cross country dude. yeah look on paper the jazz have more talent than the sixers but I, I i mean you can argue that
0: really well i mean i i so what what i'm seeing troubling right now is that Kork moss is going i mean he can't hit a shot right now he can't and matisse stival has no offensive game it was pretty obvious watching the game Watching both Cornets matchups against the Sixers this week, and I caught both of them that, I mean, Embiid appears that he's back in shape, which is a good thing.
1: Man, does he look good.
0: He looks amazing. And uh, But really troubling was Gorkmas and Matisse out there. And, you know, (laughs) Doc has been running with a, a complete second team unit without Tobias even in there. And sometimes you're wondering where the heck is this offense coming from? Uh, yeah. you know is it coming from Drummond and is it coming from George's George's Niang I mean where is this offense coming from so um, I, I think they're going to have problems I think that they I think it's in the third quarter where they go with the second unit uh, primarily t- to rest and bead uh, if I'm correct but I might be wrong so we'll have to see what happens tonight I know the Jazz have been quite successful against the Sixers in the past. I think the Sixers beat them at home last year. So we'll see. But Embiid's going to get double-teamed tonight and he's playing against Gobert. Gobert, remember, got defensive player of the year last year, regardless of, you know, our thoughts about that. So the the outside shooting's got to be there because if they're going to double-team him, he's going to be able to pass it out. So those guys have got to make some shots tonight. I would hope for a big game from Seth Curry tonight. And I'd like to see Maxi. this is a game where he's going to be able to take some outside shots. I'm hoping he can make some of them.
1: Yeah. And Tobias.
0: And Tobias. I mean, you got to prove his contract tonight. And I can't disappear in the second period again, like he did last night. And the third period, might I add.
1: Yeah. And I think Tobias is, uh, I feel like he's taking a step back he
0: he has, forward. and I think a lot of it is just, I don't know because he's he's in the system. this is the second year within the system. His you know, he's expected to be the second scorer, but he really was the second right. scorer last year. It's not like Simmons was the right. second scorer last year. He wasn't taking jump shots. so yeah. I mean, things haven't really changed that much. Maybe he's being counted on for more, but um, it's not like Simmons, I mean Simmons is a
1: distributor. He's not a scorer. And you wonder if Simmons distributing the basketball mm-hmm. made everyone else their ability to score a lot easier than what yeah, it was this year, you know, so, so there's that thought too, but Seth has been really great this year. He's been Maxie, amazing. Maxi has definitely shown some great flashes. He's, he's a bit down right now, but again, keep in mind the kids realistically only a junior in high school or college right college,
0: now. Right. Yep. So,
1: um, you know, I too, I agree with you. I, I I want to see him reemerge and figure out a way to mesh better with Joel, with Tobias because we need him. Uh, Seth has been has been great, but we do need some bench oomph. And Drummond has kind of cooled off lately too, if you've noticed. Yeah, he
0: has. Um, although he, I, I love his attitude in that game last night. I mean, he he uh, you know got into a, I guess a little. Exchanging of words with uh bridges last night right Uh, i knew that game wasn't probably nationally televised so you probably didn't get a chance to see that yeah um you are going to get a chance to see the utah game tonight because i know that's on tv i do watch the local coverage i do like the local coverage um saturday night's game is exclusively on
1: abc what's the uh sixers new announcer is it molly is it well you're thinking of molly solo in french uh i i don't
0: think that's her name she i like her i think she's really good we'll have to get her name um because i don't feel like i'm doing justice she's really doing well with allah and yeah I, she is. she's
1: great she's really good
0: I, i'm gonna say something i is getting better though i mean allah has become like one of the yeah, best color announcers years, I mean, Well, I mean, he's been doing it a while, but I mean, Allah has become one of the better color announcers in basketball. He really is. I mean, he's just a very affable guy. And he, uh, you know, I obviously he's, you know, we'll say some Duke loyalty. So it was interesting to listen to him, like talking about Charlotte. Uh, I believe Nelly was at the game last night. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I didn't know.
0: Does Nelly live in the Charlotte area? Is that why he was at the game?
1: I don't know. I know he's from the Lou and he's proud, but I don't know what. Oh, you know what? He may be a partial owner of the of the Hornets of the Charlotte Hornets with
0: with Mr. Michael Air Jordan, who I don't know if he was at the game last night. I'm just assuming he was, but I might be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then the big game again. You know, this is this, this this is really their true test of the season. You know, this game tonight and then the Warriors on Saturday. And I think they could
1: beat the Warriors. They're going to win one or two of these. And I, I agree. I think they're going to beat the Warriors. Because they have a lot. Tonight's game will be close, though.
0: Yeah. I don't,
1: you know. I, think,
0: are... I think they're going to be pumped up for a nationally televised game on Saturday night.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: that's the type of game that I think they could win both of these games, actually. So I will that would
1: have... be amazing. Yeah. That would do some amazing, and that'd be a great confidence boost. And you're playing at home. Steph Curry is about to break the all-time uh number of three-point
0: contest yeah. three-point record. Where I think it might actually be on Saturday night that he breaks it. So
1: yeah. we will see. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll see, man. It should be an interesting weekend of basketball. Bradley Beal, of course, came out and said, uh, "I saw that." He said so there. There's. That's interesting. Uh, Just to see, keep an eye on that. And then keep in mind, December 15th is coming up. So all the players that uh, were traded for or signed their contracts will now be eligible for dealing. uh, But I don't
0: expect much to happen until the trade trade deadline. So we'll, we'll see if there are any major trades. I would love to trade for Ricky Rubio. I wonder how much it would cost to get Ricky
1: Rubio. We sure could use a point guard, man.
0: Yeah. And, and not, I mean he, he can hit a shot every once in a while, but I mean just someone who is a, a wonderful, you know, who's got good ball skill.
1: <laughs> you you love the ball
0: skills. Got um, the ball.
1: Yeah. I, I, you know I who I like, who I don't think would cost that much. And I yeah. think I brought his name up, is Ish. I love Ish. Ish Smith. Yeah,
0: he was he was great, man. I loved yeah. it loved him when he was here. And yeah. I, and and he was even he even contributed last year for the Wizards in that playoff series. Come in did. and gives it. Gave them about twenty minutes a game. I mean, that's what we were looking for. Rather than having a, you know, you like Tyrese Max, but I don't know if you want him to be your main ball handler at twenty-one in a playoffs games. playoff game. So I wish yeah. I had
1: a bell every time you said ball handler. Ball we handler. I okay. think balls. I think ball skills is better actually. Ball skills. He's got good ball.
0: <laughs> He's got good ball. Skills. <laughs> um, but that's that's about it, man. I mean. That's, that's all I got on my plate. I mean, I don't have anything else on my plate.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's any a shout full plate. For you this week. Any um, shout outs, any random sightings? Any, Oh, Oh, we wanted to talk
0: about Barry's comment about Charles Barkley. I did want to get that. Oh, yes, yeah, yes. Yes. Well, why don't you lead in and I'll right. so give story, my expert opinions.
1: The story is that Charles Barkley said to Ernie Johnson that his, uh, I guess it's his youngest daughter is named Christiana.
0: She's actually, she had a Jewish wedding. A lot of people do Yeah, she did. She just got married.
1: Okay. So she yeah. had a Jewish wedding and her name is Christiana. And uh, it was, I, I guess Ernie Johnson had asked where she got that name from. And he remarked that he always loved uh, going to the Christiana mall. And so <laughs> he just decided that that's what her name was going to be. Christiana Barkley. Right. Now, now I have an exclusive uh information for all our listeners that i heard on the radio so i guess maybe it's not that exclusive but i don't think many people caught this i happen to catch this on the mikey miss show there's a guy who called up the mikey miss show two nights ago and what he said was i met charles barkley and, and the math worked out the way he was telling the story and he and and i don't know he didn't seem like he was making this up he said i met charles barkley uh Whatever it was in 1989 or whatever it was, and said, um, I told him that my daughter was named Christiana after the Christiana mall. And then Charles went and took his story and made it his own. Now, all I'm going to say about this, hear me out, is that two things. One, Mikey Miss, who knows Charles, I met Charles Barkley once, but Mikey you, Miss knows him way better.
0: You, did you get, no, you got me Moses Malone's sorry I remember that. No, I didn't. You're, well, then I have it. I mean, I, 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 I haven't met
1: Moses. You never met Moses?
0: I thought never. like a relative or someone you knew at the
1: airport. or No, I met Doc at the airport. Oh, you met I, Doc at the airport? Twice, twice at the airport. As yeah. matter. I, I guess he flies a lot. So. But, uh, but so, um, no, I did meet um, Charles Barkley in Atlanta the night of the NCAA tournament when it was here. And there was a tornado that rolled through Atlanta. I think it was 2009. But anyway, uh, so, but Mikey Miss said that Charles, that's something he would do, would steal this guy's story and make it his own. The other thing is, I think, I don't know if I put this in that text to you guys, but geographically, it's kind of weird that he would go all the way to the Christiana Mall in Delaware. I'm not saying it's not a great- Tax-free shopping, man. Back in the 80s, tax-free shopping. Do you think he gave, Chuck gave a- crap about tax-free shopping I think for guy,
0: windows i think the guy is a little bit cheap from what i get the the impression even even though he's
1: rich i, I still get the impression he's cheap so i heard he's really generous with his money well all right so what, what's your theory give us your theory so my theory is i do think that the, he stole this guy's story Paul, poor guy who called in, but you. What's your story? What's your I, I story? like the
0: Christiana idea. You know, I, I sort of like it. I mean, I guess I'm a homer, and it makes me feel like important for some reason. The fact that I need his daughter to be named Christiana shouldn't really, you know, make me feel good or bad. But I guess I get excited by the little, you know, connection to the first state. I mean, granted, we have the president who's from Delaware, um, so we get excited about these little things. You know, I get excited Chris when they from Delaware. What?
1: Chris Joe Godwin.
0: Chris Godwin. Um, I got excited. There used to be this guy in Phoenix when I lived there from Phoenix Sports Talk Radio. And his big thing was, oh, yeah, I used to go to Rehoboth Beach in the summers and eat at, eat at uh, not Grotto, but he ate at Nicola's. That got me excited. Or when I've heard that mentioned on the radio by other people, Tony Bruno used to mention that. For some reason, that got me excited. That stuff gets me excited. The little Homer stuff. So
1: you know who Dave Grohl is?
0: Uh, Yeah, from uh, Foo Fighters.
1: Yeah, so he goes on vacations every single year in Rehoboth. Wow. Yeah, it's a known thing. You should Google Dave Grohl in Rehoboth, and he goes. I think it's like in July every single year. I might have to go see him. Go see him, man. See, maybe he'll want to be on the show. (laughs) We're still waiting for
0: guests, guys. If you if you ever know interesting guests. I, I would love to get Mikey Miss on here. I know he would never come on here, but we <laughs> he had he this would. great idea yesterday. Like, do uh, no, it wasn't Mikey Miss. It was uh, Angela. Angela. He had this idea yesterday. Um, Angela. Not Angela. What am I thinking of? Um, because. Because. Because Angela would never have that idea anyway. Angela. Yeah. Try and do something nice for someone without seeking any reward. And it could be something small. And I just thought that that was the greatest idea some of the people that were mentioning things. So like what I did today was I, this this woman was behind me uh, near the the, the soda cap, uh, you know, refrigerator at Wawa and I was like, let me buy you a drink. So I did that at Wawa. And he was emphasizing the, the goodwill, you know, like through small gestures yesterday. And I just thought that that was such a great idea. And I did it today, but hopefully a lot of people, are doing things like that because we need to have a lot more happy people on this on this planet and more in this country definitely
1: so and a lot of times it doesn't take much just no. to sway the momentum in one way or another i was at the grocery store two weeks ago and this woman i don't know she was like bringing up her groceries or something and she was she was short like you know and I don't know what was, it was a weird kind of thing. But anyway, I gave her a, a dollar. Cause, and I was like, yeah, hey. it's a good gesture. But like,
0: yeah, but it's, it,
1: it, it doesn't cost anything. I mean, it's like, no. we'll make someone's day, you know just, I agree, just be aware, try to help people out. And I open the and door for people. people.
0: It is such a nice thing to I completely
1: do. Completely agree, completely yeah. agree. And those,
0: there is a segment of people that get offended. You know, I I've heard that there's a segment I don't know if this is true. From women that women don't some women don't appreciate having the door held for all open for them because it's deemed to be a sexist thing i i don't agree with that i i hope that that's not true because yeah. i can't imagine that
1: ever being sexist
0: uh, yeah i mean if you it. ever
1: get called an asshole for holding open the door like fine i'll take it's that a one. good compliment you know? it's a good right. compliment to exactly. have.
0: but i don't really have any shout
1: outs i really don't yeah. i mean neither I, do i i'm glad you brought up the Christiana all thing though
0: yeah, yeah, I wanted to get that out there because uh, that was definitely discussed in in the text. And uh, I have
1: one. I have one random question for you. Yeah.
0: Uh, well, I have a random
1: answer. But yeah. All right. So I noticed on the news here in Atlanta the other day that they were interviewing somebody. I think it was the local news. It wasn't the national. I watch a lot of the news. I think it was the local news because I do still love. i I still love local news. Yeah. Damn, I miss Jim Gardner and my Philly actually. He's gonna
0: He's retire. Gone. Jim Gardner's I know, retiring. I know
1: it's very, very sad. We come home when we go back there to to New Jersey, um, and we used to go back to Delaware. Like we would, we would honestly be like eight hours out and be like, "We can Where make it." That a Jim, time Gardner? For Jim Gardner? We can that make it. That is
0: going time. to be, folks. That is going to be a bloodbath to determine who Jim Gardner's successor is, because there are people that are already positioning Walter Perez. A lot of these guys, are Not Rick Williams.
1: Oh, give it to Rick Williams. Come on. Yeah, but
0: Rick has got Sherry as his partner. Do you actually, if you're going to make, are you going to make Rick and Sherry the co-anchors? So, I mean, there's a lot to it. I know it sounds ridiculous talking about this, but there's a lot of egos going into that at, at Channel 6. And, and some people say maybe we should hire a fresh face from another affiliate in another part of the country. And that might be an
1: idea. yeah yeah could be i mean rick williams he always looks like he's about to burst out laughing (laughs) i mean if you ever watch rick williams telling you about a murder on you know like uh uh 17th and and not broad but like 17th and i don't know walnut and he or a shooting and he's like like, whoa "Whoa." "Whoa." (laughs) right but he's the best man i love him and i will tell you that you know who i wish was still around to could replace him was i love the lisa thomas larry yeah
0: i saw her doing a um a healthcare commercial a couple nights ago she still looks good yeah um yeah that's one of my other weird hobbies is like i look up old broadcasters from the area because i grew up like a lot of people probably don't remember uh Diane uh, what was Diane's name she's become a state senator in New Jersey Diane Allen she's a conservative Mm -hmm. state senator in New Jersey and uh Steve uh Steve Andrews right is it Phil Andrews or Steve Andrews Phil Andrews Andrews, I looked up because I hadn't seen this guy in like 15 years yeah he was wonderful doing sports and he's he's gone you know and he's he's doing like consulting uh public relations consulting and communication so he that's what he's doing Um,
1: pretty stiff competition
0: yeah well yeah but uh you 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 but um so we've had a lot of good folks in the philadelphia area and um you know we really i have this it's a weird thing we bond with our broadcasters in philadelphia too. we do
1: we do man and like remember the predominantly with channel
0: six because they stay there longer with channel six
1: it's the best i don't know how anyone watches anything other than than action news like Wait, what about, what was his name? Joe, who's a green grocer? Joe Gragioli or something? Yeah, but
0: you know what? Joe Garagioli, well, first off, Joe Garagioli used to be a baseball player and a, an announcer with NBC. Sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who? But the it? green grocer was Joe. He had an Italian name. He actually did his show out of San Francisco because I, I used to think this guy was local. And then yeah, my, mom said, my mom said, no, know. he was from San Francisco. And it was like the biggest disappointment because I thought, it's yeah. the same that he he did his program. Joe
1: Gargioli,
0: does that sound right? Nah, I I think I think you're thinking of the guy that used to be Vince Scully's. Uh, I'm not thinking partner.
1: of that guy, Joe. I'm gonna look it up. All right, you, you keep talking. Uh, actually, okay. we, we can wrap. But uh, wait, there was one more person I wanted to throw out there. What about um, who was the guy? Damn it, uh, he had like thick glasses, and he used to do like science. Don Powick
0: like Don Powick
1: yes Don Pollock and
0: he's still around he he you know I did Did I I I don't know what I was doing this summer I guess I had a lot of time on my hand at work because there weren't kids coming in and I looked up Don Pollock and he always had the big eyeglasses he was always sort of like nerdy he of course you know Glenn Hurricane Schwartz sort of carries on that energy you know it's the same sort of uh energy you know different sort of big frame glasses, you know, yeah. definitely 80s style glasses.
1: Yeah. All right. You ready for the green grocer? I, yeah. Joe, Joe Carcioni. Joe Carcioni.
0: So yeah.
1: very Italian
0: American name. Uh, yeah. I, I'm wondering if this guy must have originally been from New York because I always thought he had a New York accent. So.
1: Uh, Joe Carcioni. It sounds like he was straight from Italy. Um, oh, okay. So no, probably get, didn't matter. Yeah, San Francisco produce market. Your yep. mother's Charlotte is completely correct.
0: Right. Well, it depressed my dreams because I've always wanted to go hang out with him down at the Philadelphia South Market. I thought he was down there,
1: but I yeah, guess we're betting.
0: No, he was over in San Francisco. So uh, all
1: right. Well, listen, man. We'll uh we'll get to the song. You have any weekend plans before we uh bust uh, out. Dude, our-
0: I am ready to uh, do nothing this weekend. That that yeah. is my plan. Um, but uh yeah, and I can't wait until December twenty first, because I am on a two-week C. We when you take a break, what a, a sabbatical? I mean a two week are we gonna be
1: doing the show over the holidays? We're of course we thinking? will. Of course we, we will. Are? Yeah, okay. we'll try
0: and we'll try and get them.
1: Maybe. Don't worry for our limited number re- of fans. We we need to refresh too, you know. Yes, yes, yes. All right, ready? Here we yep. go. Rock and roll. Oh, I forgot to turn my sound up. Ready? Here it is. I forgot to hit play. Uh, quick question. Really? No, I'm not doing it. Hey, guys. How are
0: you doing? It's 1973. Do we have some music ready? What
1: the fuck? You didn't even tell me we were starting with your I magic. Did the, I, did the, I did the fingers. There we go. Are they saying Levenstein? They're not saying Levenstein. Levenstein in your your hymen. They're not saying that. They're saying, let me stand inside your fire. You know, I, I
0: was doing the fingers, but not really, I guess, maybe not a good job. I realized, though, you know, it's really cool here at Tutoring Club. We just bought an abacus for kids so that... You know, because a lot of kids, I don't know about your children, did they start counting with their fingers? Do they do addition with their fingers yeah. or did they start? So an abacus, I never had one as a kid, but now we have this really cool thing. It's really, it's up at a table, but maybe for a future show, I'll bring back the abacus and play with it.
1: I, I mean, if that's not going to be the biggest watch show, I think people that listen are going to tune in just to watch that. it yeah. amazing. I'm so, not sure what the hell is an advocate, though? Is it like it's a, like, a, a, like speak and spell? No, no, no,
0: it's like um, it's a line. Uh, there's like five lines and they're held together um, and there's balls, I guess, circular shapes on a line and you can use it for adding. So if you have four balls, no, I mean, so there's 10 of them on a line so you can do adding and subtracting.
1: Doesn't that make sense? It's I don't i think i look better darker to be honest with you than and with all this light on me i
0: think i think the thing is a lot of people are tactile learners which means they need to touch it or visualize it right i'm I'm a type of learner yeah yeah i always could do i could memorize things rather easy um just not in science i think it had a lot to do with the fact that with the history and the facts and the dates, you just get into grouping and chunking things so uh, unfortunately my memory, uh, hasn't been the greatest. I think it's just a lot of things going on, but, um, enough with my personal
1: life. <laughs> well, we, you're a chunker. I mean, we, we, I'm got, a chunker. Uh, I'm a chunker. Yeah.
0: So last yeah. I did yeah. watch the Georgia game. I want you to know, I, I had a play on Saturday night Sorry. and I watched, and I watched the Georgia game and I know that you must've been pumped up when they went up 10, nothing. And then I don't know. I guess Bryce Young came to play because the offense looked good and the their defense was really good. And I know that you weren't in a good place on Saturday night.
1: No, I really wasn't. And uh, I'm glad you're bringing this up so I can relive it again. But
0: Well, uh, no, I want you to get it out of the system because to be honest, you. it's gone. And more than likely, these two teams are going to play again, Georgia and Alabama in the national championship. Because I know that I had reached out to you this week And when the final four playoff rankings came out and it's the first game is Alabama against Cincinnati. I think you are giving Cincinnati a greater chance than I am. I, I don't think they have a chance in heck. I don't even think they're going to make it close. I think that you give Alabama what three weeks to prepare for, for uh, Cincinnati and they're going to be in a, in a game where I mean, what 80% of the fans are going to be Alabama fans. I mean, it's not gonna be a pretty sight. I mean, that's just my opinion. And then it's interesting with the Georgia Michigan game because obviously half my family are big Michigan fans. And then I've got you who I, I'm, I'm I'm pulling for Georgia in this one actually. Uh, I've never been a great Michigan fan because uh, I never liked Bo Schembechler. I, I know he was a good guy and everything and just not a gigantic Michigan fan. And um, that's why, I mean, As a football person, though, usually talent wins out in these types of games. And Georgia has much more talent than Michigan. And that's why I think that Georgia will run away with this game. It might be close at some point, but I think they're going to run away with this game.
1: You're predicting two blowouts in the semi, But I
0: mean, most of these playoffs have been blowouts the last couple of
1: years. There there
0: haven't been that many good games. So,
1: So what I said with Cincinnati, just so we can get it on the record, was... I didn't think Cincinnati was going to win. I said they were going to keep it surprisingly close in the first half. And then Alabama was going to pull away and run away with it in the second half. And those I think were my exact words. So I do think it Alabama, was a
0: text. So it, it was you know, I think right. those,
1: those were my exact words via text. So I do believe that Alabama will still win. I think they'll still win by uh, double digits, probably. But I do 20 think 20 points maybe. 20, 20 points probably. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe, maybe closer to 14, but we'll see. It may be, maybe 20. Who knows? But uh, I think Alabama will win. And uh, I think Cincinnati's probably, uh, they have some weapons, but they're, they, they're not going to be able to ma- match Alabama. So, yes, Alabama will win convincingly, despite a close first half. And we can break it down as the game gets closer. And then we got three weeks to do that. Right. And then Georgia, Michigan will play in the Orange Bowl. And Uh, I like our chances there. I just think Michigan's strengths, uh, our our Michigan's strengths, play right to our strengths. And I think where they're weak, um, you know, I I think where we tend to be strong. So uh, I think we're just overall a better team than them. Much
0: more talent. So you know, no one thought Michigan was going to be in this place. And when when push comes to shove, and that's the The test, the eye test is that Georgia is a much better team than Michigan. They must have, they played poorly. Now, you know, we can have this conversation afterwards, 10 days later, what happens when Georgia plays Alabama again, which I think is going to happen and you're going to have to go to work because they're going to have 10 days to come up with a, a different game plan than they did previously or make the previous game plan that didn't work, work this time. But that's,
1: you know, that's down the road right and here's the thing with the Georgia Alabama game where I netted out I was really upset during the game I was really really angry and then we had some Mexican food and I was doing a bit better because I enjoy Mexican food and I started to just step back from the game and think about everything and where I netted out was the following there's kind of four takeaways one is at the end of the day, Georgia is still one of the last four teams that is playing for a national championship. And if you told me a one loss, Georgia team would be playing for national title at the beginning of the year, I'd say, sign me up. Where do you sign me up? That's great. That's what I expected. That's what I got. Period. That's fact one. Fact two is, uh, Alabama whipped our ass, like plain and simple. They whipped our ass. And I, I have to believe that that was the best game Alabama has played all year. And I know for a fact that that was the worst game that Georgia has played all year. So I got that. Um, And that that is all about the inability to get any type of rush and pressure on Bryce young. That was about, um, you know, offensive uh, execution that was poor. That was about four trips in the, within the 25 yard line that I counted that I remembered um where we came away with zero points and that can't happen you got to get three um you know Stetson turned the ball over we lost the ball on downs um you know it's just just not a great game executionally we were outcoached uh outclassed by Alabama the third point is that Alabama had to win that game they had everything to play for Georgia did not have to win that game as we see um so motivations while we always do want to beat Alabama Alabama and you heard Nick Saban refer to this he said the rat poison y'all gave me this week was yummy that's yeah. what he said so yeah. he lives on being the underdog so now the script is flipped right so now Georgia is back to their usual place as being an underdog if i think Georgia is favored obviously against Michigan Michigan but yeah if we if both those teams Michigan or Alabama and Georgia both uh, move on Georgia will obviously be the underdog at that point so those are, those are some, some key takeaways that I had. And, and I just feel that when you beat a team and Nick Saban is the greatest college coach, I've, yes. I've you know? And so when you beat a team, the way that they beat us, I don't know how much they're going to, yes, he's going to throw in some new wrinkles, but how much do you deviate from that? Whereas if you are Kirby smart, I hope that you have the foresight to say, Hey, we can't do what we did in that game and expect different results We have to change up our game plan. We have to figure Dan Lanning, their defensive coordinator has to figure a way to generate some pressure on Bryce young. And I I just feel like it is a hard thing to do to beat a really talented team twice in one season, let alone twice in five weeks. That's what I'm holding on to. If, you know, let's fast forward and let's say Georgia advanced and Alabama advanced. I, I, at this point, there's, there's no way I would predict Georgia would win, but, I am not, I don't think that it's an impossibility. And so that's kind of what I was holding on to is, look, we still have a chance. Uh, I like our chances. And the fact that we got rolled, if we were going to lose to Alabama, I I wanted us to lose in the way that we did um, as opposed to, you know, any other way, because uh, you know, we, we played with them. And then our defense finally showed up in the second half. So I don't know if that was adjustments or we figured some things out. But the defense played much better in the second half. And the problem, the the biggest question that I have as a Georgia fan is, Ken Stetson Bennett, our quarterback, who was a walk-on quarterback, is he the type of player that, you know, you always say, hey, this guy's a a manager, a game manager, and you can win a game with a game manager. And I think I maybe even said something like that. But the bottom
0: line I don't know at this level. In a national championship game against Alabama, I don't agree with that.
1: You you need more
0: than a game manager.
1: That's exactly what I was saying. And you need a guy who is going to be able to make a play when Alabama comes down the field and scores, you need a quarterback who's going to be able to answer right back. And I don't know that I don't think that Stetson Bennett is that guy. Now, look, I mean, could he prove out and win a national title and I'll be the biggest Stetson Bennett fan in the world. Of course, that's a possibility. We're one of four teams left, but at the end of the day, man, uh, you know, we, we got our behinds handed to us and, the better team won out. And, you know, I hope the dogs are going to be ready for Michigan. Michigan's going to be fired up. A lot of people didn't predict Michigan. Didn't Nobody predicted Michigan. No, nope, no. Right. Nope. And they didn't and they, they, even thought Michigan was going to beat Ohio State to even be in this position. Right. So. And I,
0: I remember I went on the line last week and said that I wasn't convinced they were going to beat Iowa or it wasn't a straightforward thing. Well, I was completely wrong. I mean, they they took they handed Iowa's ass to them. I mean, they they kicked their butts. So uh, kudos to Michigan and kudos to Jim Harbo for finally, I mean, doing what he's been paying. He's getting all this money anyways. And I know that he took a reduction in pay last year. Um, so kudos to him. He, he certainly, he, he certainly is uh, not a bargain. I was just reading about the absurdity of college football. What the University of Miami, which of course hired Mario Cristobal from mm-hmm. the University of Washington, but they're going to have to pay so much out on uh, on Diaz, yep. uh, M- Manny Diaz. I mean, these are absurd contracts. And I didn't realize that Manny Diaz, I forgot, was the coach at Temple uh, several years ago. So college football it, it has become an absurd place with coaching salaries. I mean, it's almost making the NFL look sane. Yep. Um, yeah.
1: I mean, I think, I think Manny Diaz spent some time in Athens too, but Barry and I were talking about this it was in, it was completely insane Michigan is paying 20 million in buyouts between right. between these two coaches cuz cuz You mean uh, Miami. Miami is paying. Who does Oh yeah, sorry, Miami, yeah. And he there were some on.
0: tax considerations too that they were paying on these guys too. I was reading about it yesterday. I mean absurdity. Uh, so yeah. absurd. And so that this Miami, I mean, they better start recruiting in Florida like they used to, uh, and not just the Miami area. They they need to. I mean, obviously, Florida, California, Texas, these are the big recruiting centers of the of the the United States. I mean, they need to be able to get these guys to stay home. I guess that's what they're paying for with Mario Cristobal.
1: Right. Miami it's interesting the downfall of Miami I think would make a hell of a 30-30 because they were so dominant when we were kids uh and everyone loved the U and they had such an attitude and even into the 90s there was you know the, the 2000s too, the early 2000s right. We yeah. married Coker the 90s 2000s yeah. Coker, yeah and that's a great point and uh you know it's just so interesting how far they have fallen in as a uh, program yeah. yeah and and they they are just going through coaches, you know, like, uh, like butter, like butter. So we'll see. I mean, it would be fun to have Miami back. Uh,
0: Well, I think it would make the, if the ACC could get Florida state Miami back on board, it would really promote the reputation of that conference because that's really why Miami and Florida state were brought into the ACC to, to, because at that point, Clemson was not at the level at what there are today. So we really need to get, those two programs back. The ACC to be relevant whatsoever um, yeah. needs to be there. So yep.
1: um, agreed. agreed. <laughs>
0: there was a rumor, this is crazy, Jason Garrett might get the head coaching job at Duke. So that's another, the evolution wow. of Duke football. I mean, I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but um, I can't believe I'm talking about ACC football on a Thursday, but yeah, um, and are taping
1: on a Thursday, which is different. We've been taping for Friday, Fridays. but we, we needed to change it up a little bit. So, what happened with Oklahoma?
0: I, I saw a couple coaching names. Was it the uh, coordinator
1: for Clemson that got the job? Yeah, it was. It was the uh, it was Brent uh, Brent Venable Brent Venable. Venable, it's uh, a good man. name.
0: That it's a great solid name.
1: name. So, yeah, it's a great name. He sounds like a linebacker. Um, and and I think he was
0: at Oklahoma. Brent
1: Venable. From 99
0: Uh, to 2011. So there's some familiarity with the program.
1: Did he play linebacker? Because he should have. Yeah,
0: well, he has a good name. Yeah. The question is, is this going to be the type of coach to bring Oklahoma into the SEC, which is going to be a big consideration as the SEC becomes even better. It's just becoming a better conference
1: altogether. So he, uh, yeah, I mean, look, he's coming from the ACC. So ACC is is good competition. It's not the SEC's level, but right. it's still good competition. And he, like you said, he has uh, he he played there, right? So he played at Oklahoma. Right. And do we confirm whether or not he is a? Uh, I'm trying to look at his where he uh, he did play he linebacker. Okay. He did
0: play linebacker at
1: Oklahoma. Yeah, he did play linebacker. So. He's got that. And so, you know, Oklahoma traditionally, at least over the last several years with, um, you know, Lincoln has been very much a, an offensive juggernaut and a defensive sieve. So you got to think that this guy's going to be coming in. Um, You know, I, I, I haven't heard who his, any of his assistant, assistant coaches are, but I do know, I've heard he's a, an excellent recruiter. So that's always helpful. Certainly when you're, dealing with the big dogs of the sec so Venable, the
0: SEC, yeah the sec think, gets a step harder these days right i mean yeah,
1: sure does but, man it yeah. sure does so right. we'll see what venables is able to do there you know i mean i think he's 50 so he's due uh he, oh he's, he's 50
0: years old okay so that's a good age it's not a yeah, bad
1: age no it's a, it's a perfect age uh yeah. young enough where he can have a, a career for you know, decade plus, yeah. and you know, old enough where he has the experience and has the connections, and you know, I, I I think it's a good hire for them.
0: Um, so that's enough college sports, unless you want to do some basketball or leave that for another day. College we'll leave basketball. It for another day. Yeah, yeah. I I I have been watching some of the games. Uh, you know, Syracuse played Villanova a couple nights ago, so it was nice. It's cool to see the Big guy East sort of back in form and. You know, Syracuse, to all those Syracuse fans, I don't know if we have any that watch the show, but I still find it cool that they had, I think they were wearing the old Syracuse uniforms from uh, the 80s yeah. with like the cursive letter, you know? Yeah. And someone was wearing Ronnie Cyclie's number. I think someone was wow. wearing four. It didn't, you know, people didn't even remember Ronnie Cyclie back from the late 80s. And uh, yeah, so I guess I was reminiscing because um, they, they were wearing the old uniforms. Um,
1: Who's the white dude who followed him? Uwe Blob. No, Uwe Blob went to Indiana. So. There was someone else who followed Ronnie up a, a big white center, I think. but Yeah, they, well, they
0: probably had quite a few of them. Bill Routen,
1: the old 76er from the early 80s, Leo route Leo
0: And Bill Wennington played for St. John's. He was in that. He came from
1: Rutgers. I don't know.
0: Anyway. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah. yeah. Do your well, thing. Do my thing. Um, I'm ba- for the ba- fruit, fruit punch. I actually wanted to talk about Flyers hockey, uh, which is interesting because we were talking about it during the pre uh, the you know pre preview of the show here, and you know
1: for me the to talk about production meeting I think production
0: like. meeting as I was yeah. saying I'm, I'm I'm not on the biz I mean I'm sort of a, a layman here but um, you know <laughs> the fact that I'm commenting about hockey ice hockey you really don't want me commenting about ice hockey because I'm pretty. Uh, misinformed, but I do know enough to know that this team, this Flyers team, is in a really bad state. They did fire Elaine Vignon. I know that we had talked about this last week. That would he be fired? Of course, he was fired on Monday. Uh, the team has now lost 10 games in a row. What did um, we
1: say when we said, Would he be fired? I think fired? I said,
0: I think we were sort of, I thought they would fire him because generally when a team loses that many games and I think I had said in two sports, ice hockey and uh, European football or international football slash soccer, you usually do see that happen. You'll see it, you know, regardless if the coach should be fired or not, you do see a firing. Um, And does, is this really gonna change anything with the Flyers that they don't have the talent that they need, you know, that people still say, well, you know, this team isn't tough like this is a reference from the 1980s and the Ron Hextall and Pelley Lindbergh days. That's not going to get it done. They just don't have the talent. And some of these, you know, the playing when they lost to the Lightning, what was it, 7-1? And uh, they, they lost to the Avalanche. I mean, some of these scores are are, are bad. They're just really bad games. Yeah. So.
1: They are the the expansion Seattle Kraken have more victories coached by do you know who? Dave Hasel.
0: Dave, Dave Haso,
1: former head coach. Yep. Yep. A former head coach who now coaches an expansion team has led them to nine wins, whereas the Flyers have eight. Uh the Flyers goal differential, which because you mentioned that they lost seven-one. So I was looking at this. The goal, their goal differential is they're a minus 26 which wow. is the fourth worst in the entire league. So, cause I have noticed that too. It's not just the flyers are losing. They're getting hammered, hammered, yeah. hammered. Right. And so of course in hockey, since everyone makes the playoff, half the league makes the playoffs. The, the flyers I read today, I think were are eight points or nine points out of the wild card, which, uh, you know, they're going to go on a run at some point. Uh, See, it's mm-hmm. interesting
0: that you say that. I don't know if they are going to go on a run and you're right about hockey being different than the NBA, being different than baseball, being different than the NFL that well maybe not being different than the NFL that you can get into the playoffs at maybe 9 and 7, but you can get in on a run and you could have a very mediocre regular season and you could get into the cup while the team that wins that that record, you know, for the best record in the regular season might you know, go out in the first or second round. And that's what makes hockey such an unusual sport. And I guess that's part of the reason why I don't like it that much. Because <laughs> it's sort of like, why reward the, you know, what does the regular season mean at all in ice hockey? If half the teams are getting into the playoffs, any, more than half the teams that are getting in. And yeah, but um, if
1: you're that good, you should win. I mean, and if you get a hot goalie, I mean, what's what's the, what is the regular, like, look at the Spurs. The Spurs used to do the same thing in basketball, right? Like they, they would be... but they still would win
0: over 50 games a season though i mean until recently the the spurs were winning like over 50 games it was amazing the consistency of the spurs even with the backups they were still winning over 50 games a season
1: but the whole the whole this whole idea in the nba with load management is all geared towards resting players so that you can can win enough to get into the playoffs i have no problem with it it's part of the part of this is part of play. Like, you know, you have a strategy to make the playoffs, and if if look, if you're a true number two seed and a number seven seed beats you, then you know it's a, it's a five and seven game series. If a team beats you that many times, they deserve to move on, and you don't. I that's that's how I believe. That's what I believe. You remember,
0: you, I mean, remember in the NBA, we had that '94 season where, I guess it was the eighth seed Nuggets beat the the one seed. Uh, Seattle Sonics and there were there were a lot of people that weren't happy about that because I felt yeah. like this was a 500 basketball team that pulled off the greatest upset in NBA history and you know just because Seattle didn't play well I guess four games and lost the
1: season series well guess what if you don't play four games when they matter the most you deserve to lose I don't care who you are like uh, I know I know I feel very strongly about this I sort of um, have an
0: issue then charging the same price for tickets as a fan for a regular season versus a playoff. I don't know. I, I haven't gone to a playoff game. Do they charge more for playoff tickets than regular season tickets?
1: Yeah, they do. Oh, OK.
0: All right.
1: OK. Uh, So, yeah, I had some Sixers playoff tickets last year. I tried to actually – Oh, okay. I, tried to, I asked you if you wanted them for face. I wasn't trying to make a profit from you, but oh, okay. I, I there's
0: something done. happened like I couldn't go. I mean, I think I might have been in, I might have been in Vegas for that. You know,
1: could have been. Well, you know, it's nice I to mean, text people back once in a while when they ask you a question. Oh,
0: God, I don't even remember this,
1: but I'm busting uh, your dude. Uh, I, here's I'm, what I'm gonna say about the Flyers. So Mike Yao yeah. is their coach, and I heard Chuck Fletcher the other day on the radio talking about. He wants to give him a chance because there was all these rumors that Rick the Rocket Tocket is coming right. back. is in consideration. Is a classic Flyers move, right? Like, right. just keep recycling these, these dudes that just come back and, you know, and, and it's like. But the argument
0: on. against that is Rick Tocket, I think he was in.